For Nerds by Nerds Production. Hey there, nerdos! Welcome back to the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. I'm Josh. I am Ben. In honor of Top Gun Maverick finally coming out, and Tom Cruise being Ben's favorite actor in the whole wide world, we are going to break down all the Tom Cruise movies. The best of the Tom Cruise movies. Even though he's pretty much done nothing but hits. So we're going to talk about pretty much all. Yeah, most everything on this list is uh, something somebody should recognize. He only has 47 credits because once he once he caught, he caught and he stayed with the hits. There's yeah. only a few on this list, Josh, that I don't I don't know much about. But yeah. I've seen everything on this list at least once. Yeah, he's got like a couple in the in the beginning that... Are just like lesser known movies, and then he had his early 2000s weird artsy face. So, Josh, what year were you born? 87. 87. So, like the first like 10 on this list, Josh wasn't even here for. So, that's all right. That <laughs> but I was. <laughs> all right. So, his career starter was a movie called Endless Love. And it's, he does, he's not even, based not even credited. Huh? Yeah, oh, seriously, the song is yeah. that song is the title. It's a Brooke Shields movie, coming of age movie, where she falls in love with the wrong guy. And he is just some teenage kid in a field at school one day talking about how he burned down a house. It was like this giant fire in the town, and they blamed somebody for it, but he never got caught. Brooke Shields. And then <laughs> it it's foreshadowing because it happens again in the movie. There's another fire, and it's the house of Brooke Shields. And her boyfriend sets the fire and somebody dies. I, it's It's been so long since I've seen it. Like I said, it's uncredited. Even though it's in his IMDb page, he's not in the credits when, yeah. you, when you roll the credits. Funny story about this one is back in the early 90s, I collected VHS tapes of Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, and Mel Gibson. He was already obsessed. So I was going through this list, and you couldn't just find these things because we didn't have the internet like this. We didn't have what we and had. And he only had like nine movies at that point. So... um I went looking for this movie, and I'm like, holy shit, Tom Cruise is in this movie. And I, I don't know how I found out, but you used to do a lot of, there was, I can't remember what the name of it was, but there was a, a web search you could do on the internet to buy things. And it wasn't Craigslist yet, and it wasn't Amazon, but I used to buy movies off the internet, and they'd send them to me for like four or five bucks. Nobody cares. Um, but I found out he was in this movie, so I went looking for this movie, and nobody had it for sale. You couldn't find it for sale anywhere. So I went down to our local video store in Franklin. It was, uh, I believe it was called Video Vendor at the time. And I walked in the door and there it was sitting on the shelf. The box was in the window, so it was all faded. And I brought it up to the counter. I'm like, I need you to sell me this movie. Guy's like, no, we rent those. I'm like, dude, when's the last time this movie got rented? And he looked it up. He goes, I don't think we've ever rented that movie. I said, it's been sitting in the window and it's sun faded. I said, I'll give you three bucks for this. He's like, okay. So they sold it to me right there for three bucks. And I'm like, yay, I got my Tom Cruise movie. No chords. Okay. So uh, from Endless Love, he uh, that was 81. And his next movie was Taps, which was really good. Which I've heard of, but I've never seen. So Taps is like, it's military school. And all these guys, I think it was uh, Tom Cruise. And who did else did I say? It was Timothy Hutton and Sean Penn. They were all teenage kids. Uh, and Timothy Hutton's a little bit older than Tom Cruise, so he yeah, I was know the name. I got to look it up because I can't picture his face. Timothy Hutton, you, when you see his face, you'll you'll yeah, I'm sure I'll know. You'll recognize him. He's done a lot in his lifetime. He really has, uh, but it's usually behind the scenes. He was um, 
I don't know much about Timothy Hutton other than he was in that movie and he was in a few. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. You know the face. He's from Leverage. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, he's the older teen and basically the government shutting down their school and they revolt and they take over the school as teenagers and they hold hostages and they don't want because they have no other place to go they're like this is our life this is what we do so it was a really good movie about these kids that were trained in the military for military school um and then fought for their beliefs it was a really good one yeah i know Uh, a lot of the people in this there's a ton there's a huge cast it's a huge cast who who else did i just say was in that the guy from uh, George C. Scott. I know George. George C. Scott. Scott. Yep, he was one of the military. He was one of the generals. Um, it was the guy, the Chicken Man from Yeah, yeah, John Carlo Esposito. Yeah, he was in it. I didn't even know that until just now. Um, so then from there he goes to losing it uh, in 1982. Uh, losing it's about a bunch of kids that just want to go to Tijuana, Mexico, and lose their virginity. That's basically the whole oh. thing. <laughs> and uh, so in that one, that one of the guys owns this really hot red car and they're they're going down to mexico under the cover of getting the uh upholstery redone and the side joke is um in mexico when you have your upholstery redone they stuff your seats with shit (laughs) and the whole thing was like don't stuff my sheets my seats with shit (laughs) freaking stupid um so then he has a uh, after that movie went to Outsiders. Uh, Outsiders. He didn't have a huge part in Outsiders. He was just kind of one of the crew. No, he plays like Mickey Mouse or something. Yeah, he He's wears got a Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse shirt. Tattoo or something. His his call to fame in that movie is the flip he does off the back of a truck. Yeah, and the fucking his weird teeth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so and that's it. His I teeth mean, were untamed. So was his unibrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, his weird one tooth in the front. Um, so that movie. Outsiders is a great movie, but it's a great movie for the other actors. It really is. It's, it's also a, a better book. Yeah, it is a good book. And it's weird because it's an ensemble cast, but it's an ensemble cast of actors who weren't anybody yet. Right, right. So none of them were at their full power. No, so you had what? C. Thomas Howell was in that. Uh, Matt, uh, Matthew, what's what's his Matt last? Dillon. Matt Dillon, yep. And then uh, Pat- or, uh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yep, Patrick Swayze. Emilio Estevez. Emilio, yeah. I mean, it was huge cast. It was The wonderful. Karate Kid. That's right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> was, and then, uh, who was it? C-, C. Thomas Howell played Pony Boy. Is that him? His yeah. Pony Boy? Is yeah, because yeah. at the end he has to uh, bleach his hair blonde. Yeah. And uh, he ends up getting burned. And, oh, no, no. Uh, yeah. Karate Kid there yeah. gets... Uh, Ralph, yeah, okay. Ralph Macchio gets burned. Let's <laughs> go to the hospital. And it's a really good, touching story. Uh, it really is. I, I really enjoyed that one. I just remember reading the book in school and being forced to watch the movie, and I was like, this is stupid. I just... I hate, like, greaser shit. <laughs> it was... It was definitely of the times, though. I mean, it was it was good. And then you hit uh, 1983 with Risky Business. Now this one this is, must have been what like solidified him. This because put then he him does on the pretty map. Pretty much nothing but big movies from then on. Correct. And in this one, this is the one with the uh, the sliding across the floor in his t shirt or in yep. his uh, button down shirt and his underwear. Old time rock and roll. Yeah, singing to old time rock and roll. And how many times has that been parodied? Yeah, I mean everybody does that. So this movie is the one that took his career and said, okay, this guy's going to act. But then that same year, he puts out all the right moves. Which is a high school football movie from like Detroit or something. I don't know. Whoever looks at him and goes, football star. Yeah, well, I mean. He's 5'2. <laughs> he, he fits wrestling much better than football. Yeah. But 
he just plays this rough and tumble kid whose dad hates him and shit. I, I don't know much about the movie. I've watched it once. I didn't like it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. And then what kills me, he goes right into Legend in 1985. It takes him uh, two years, and he makes the movie Legend. And Legend is a phenomenal movie for me because I'm a fantasy lover, and uh, Tim Curry is amazing as the devil. Yeah, one of our best episodes. Go ahead and <laughs> listen to our commentary. Go back and check it out. It's, it was phenomenal. I lose my mind. <laughs> but the problem I have with that is he looked younger in that than he did in all his previous movies. He looked like... Well, because that probably took two years to make. That's yeah, why. probably. Because <laughs> it's a Ridley Scott giant fantasy movie. And it was, it for me, one of, one of my favorites of all time until you hit 1986. And here we go. We got Top Gun. You want to talk about solidifying somebody's in the ranks? Top Gun blew everything out of the water that year. Yeah, statistically our best episode because it has our highest amount of downloads. We did commentary on Top Gun. Yep. It's really good. Ben's favorite movie of all time. I Listen, I have the poster. Yep. Uh, the movie theater down the street, when the when the hits the theater, he's giving me a, a poster from this new one. Yeah, that's why we're doing this. Yep. Ben's, a, Ben's a big fan. I am a super geek. I bought a jacket and some aviator glasses. I'm going to go it's to the theater. He's got the teddy bear. He's got the teddy bear I got a teddy that bear sings. that sings the song. Danger Zone. Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, I got a speeding ticket in Virginia one year because Danger Zone came on and I was just roaring up the damn highway. I got pulled over by a cop. Cop you, says, you in a hurry, I'm like, speed. I said, seriously, the guy goes, uh, you in a hurry, son? I said, he goes, where are you going? I said, well, I'm trying to get to New Hampshire and Danger Zone came on the radio. I just looked at that cop. He goes, "Yeah, well, you're still getting a fucking ticket." <laughs> so I'm like, "Thank you," but I I totally did not even think that I was going over the speed limit. I was just hammering on that gas. Apparently, I was doing almost 100 miles an hour. <laughs> so danger zone <laughs> will get you in trouble. Yeah, well, <laughs> the best. I was in the zone, sir. Also famous for "Take My Breath Away," which I love that song as well. It's a great movie. There's great movie, a, great song. The soundtrack alone, hands down, makes the movie. I mean, the soundtrack is beautiful. There's a cover by a band called We Are Scientists. It's really fun. It's uh, it's all done on, what is that? It's like a, it's used in a lot of country music. It's like a guitar, but it lays down. It's, oh, like, I, it's like the board, and they pick at it and stuff. Yeah, you're, you know what you're I'm asking, talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking Slide about. Slide board asking, or whatever. You're asking the wrong man yeah, about musical it's instruments. It's all done on that, and it's it's really good. The video is is a man describing to his friend the plot of Top Gun because his friend's never seen the movie. <laughs> so he describes it all with action figures. And oh, Iceman is played by Lego Voldemort. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to have to watch this now. It, it's fantastic. Holy shit. And the, the girl is played by the Pink Ranger. <laughs> so if we haven't There's covered- There's like dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't covered it, Top Gun, the original, is- all-time favorite movie. Uh, yeah. You can't, you can't, I mean, the only other movie that even comes close recently was the new Spider-Man movie for me. For you. Yeah. Yep. You do, you sure do love it. I, I, do. I like it a lot now. I didn't, used to not give a shit about it, and the more I watch it, the more I like it. We saw, we went to the movies and saw Top Gun. We did. I have it on 3D. I have it in regular D, <laughs> but I got it when I bought All a 3D television. <laughs> 4D. Wait, 5D. Wait, what was that's a commercial right now, isn't it? You can have it in 4D, yeah. 6D. Whatever happened to 1D? Uh, so I bought it. I bought a 3D TV a few years ago, and the very first movie I bought was Top Gun in 3D. We should do that. They have that 4D theater. It's like an hour from here where like the seats move and shit. Oh yeah, we should go see Let's the do it. Top Gun in that. 
Yes. I'm, a, I'm all on it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so I have one friend in my life. I, well, he was a friend in high school right now. I, I've, mis- right here. I've misplaced him for like the last 20 years. I have no idea where he is. He hates Top Gun. What? And I'll tell you why he hates Top Gun. He watches that movie because he Big was in- Goose fan? Well, no. He was, <laughs> he was in the Navy. He worked on an Air Force, or on an Air Carrier, and he worked on these jets. And he watches that movie and goes, statistically, this movie's fucked. It's all wrong. There's nothing right about it. He goes, that doesn't do that. That can't do that. That's impossible. He just f- technically rips this movie apart. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm going to call him out. Darren, don't be a douche. <laughs> I don't care if that plane can't fly upside down. Yeah. And I don't care if you can invertedly dive in 3G or whatever. I don't care the fuck. if they won't let you bring a Polaroid camera on your aircraft. <laughs> I like this movie. Shut up. <laughs> so, anyway, that's enough about that one. Then he does The Color of Money, and I believe this is a remake. It's a sequel. Is it a sequel to the first yeah. one? I I didn't I didn't know. I I guess I'm not a huge Paul Newman fan, but I didn't hate him in this movie. This movie to me was just empty filler until he got to cocktail. <laughs> Which it doesn't that that has somebody like Paul Newman in it as well, doesn't it? He has like a mentor, an older mentor. Oh, he does, he does. It's a British guy, and I can't remember his name. Is it Michael Caine? It was not Michael Caine. Um, but he was great in the movie. It was Brian Brown, and now he looks like Michael Caine (laughs) a little bit. But this was the first time I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue is so fine in this movie. I only have one issue with this entire movie. She's a little young for him. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, but anyway, she plays his love interest. Uh, he's basically a, a down and out. He gets out of the military and works at his uncle's bar and then decides that he wants to move to the islands and make money and, and work in a tropical island and open his own bar. And him and this guy, uh, he plays... <laughs> Plays an Irishman named Brian Flanagan. Uh, Tom Cruise does not look Irish at all. He, likes, uh, he plays Irish people a lot. He does. He does. Um, but anyway, it, it, it's because it's a bar. I mean, because he worked at Flanagan's. You know, <laughs> it's an Irish bar he works at with his uncle, who teaches him how to be a bartender. And he goes to school for business, and then goes to the islands. But the problem I had with this movie is they. F- it took so long to film this movie that there's so many scenes out of sequence that his hair changes <laughs> like so drastically that he has really short hair in one scene and like literally five minutes later, he's got a mullet. And that's, if that's my only bad takeaway of this movie, so be it. Yeah. But it's a good story about he falls in love with the girl. The girl misunderstands his intentions. She sees something that she thought she didn't see. I don't know. It was crazy, but he ends up with the girl finally. It's fun. And they end up having, you know, the, the never-ending good story. And then we jump up to Rain Man, which to date is probably the best thing I've ever seen Dustin Hoffman do. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, I love Dustin it's Hoffman. It's so sad, but it's so great. It's such a good... Well, it's, it's, it's really not. He plays a dickhead in this. He plays a guy taking advantage of his uh, handicapped older brother yeah. <laughs> throughout the whole movie, but it then it turns into a, a loving story. But and Dustin also has Hoffman... And sexy 80s lady in it. If... Uh-huh. It also has that sex 80s lady in it. What's her oh, name? Oh, Valeria Galino. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, from, hot. she's from Hot Shots. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty hot. Anybody that didn't know who Dustin Hoffman was and watched this movie, you'd never be able to tell he was not autistic. Yeah. That man lived that role. It was 
so well played. Um, he convinced me. I mean, and I know who Dustin Hoffman is, and I've watched him in all his movies. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of Dustin Hoffman 80s stuff, and he's great in everything. He's even great in The Cobbler. Uh, yeah, the Adam Sandler movie. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like Adam Sandler, I don't like The Cobbler. Watch The Cobbler, just love it, because Dustin Hoffman just makes it. And then you get this very serious Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah, Oliver Stone movie. Uh, it's Back such when Oliver a, Stone was a big director. It's It's such a good story, but it's hard to watch for me. It was just, I don't know, not my kind of movie. Tom Cruise does a good job um, playing yeah, it's a, a shell-shocked veteran. Movie, yeah. yeah, oh, it's, yeah. He's like missing his legs and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, it's quite serious, and anybody that's been through all that, you know, I'm sure they, they can feel it when they watch it because yeah. he does a good job. He's very convincing. And then uh, we hop up to 1992 with, or 1990 with Days of Thunder. I love this movie almost as much as I like Top Gun. Yeah, it, well, it was right up there with Top Gun. It was it, like it advertised when I was a little, little rated kid. one of his one of his top films. Yeah, um, such a weird movie, movie about NASCAR. It's in you know what back then I was into NASCAR a little bit, and you can really see the parodies between him and uh, Jeff Gordon, and then his counterpart in the movie was supposed to be like uh, oh God, I can't remember his name. It's Princess, smoke. It's, they call him smoke. It's whatever his uh, name Princess is. Bride. There, Gary, Gary, Carrie Ells. Oh uh, no, that was his second rival in the movie. Oh yeah. Uh, Carrie took over for the driver that was his main nemesis when he got vertigo and couldn't drive any longer. Yeah. Because uh, he's been in too many wrecks. But Dale Earnhardt. He was supposed to parody Dale Earnhardt. He drove the black car. Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, so. I have been to the factory. I have been to the place where they actually built these cars for that movie. And it's uh, Hendrix Motorsports in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you go to Charlotte Motor Speedway and you go down this little country road and you can actually go to where they build the cars for their current race cars now. Yeah. And they have his green and yellow city automotive vehicle on display. Oh, really? Yep. I have a picture of me standing next to it. So... If anybody wants to question my uh, fandom for Tom Cruise, don't. I've got pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good movie. I mean, it's just a really good movie. It's my first taste of... Uh, it's a very summertime movie. John C. Riley was in it. Yep. John and C. John C. Riley was a great character in this. He's not the silly dipshit that he plays in all his other movies. He was quite serious. He was a mechanic. This had... Uh, um, Isn't Yondu in this as well? Look, he is. Yeah, that, that's... That's who his main nemesis was. Yeah, Michael Rooker. Robert Duvall is in this, and Robert Duvall is amazing in this. He's Randy like Quaid his... is in this. Randy Quaid is amazing in this. They're like his pit crew, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, John C. Riley. Who was the main? There was a guy that, I can't remember his name. He played like the NASCAR official. Oh, Fred Thompson. Big John, they called him. This man was frightening in that movie. Just, just the guy that would... That he, he told him, he goes, you, you trade paint one more time on my racetrack and I'm going to pull you in, tear your cars apart for 10 laps and then you can race again after you put them back together. <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. And what's the deal in the movie? He gets hurt, right? Um, Tom so Cruise gets injured or something? Tom Cruise is a freelance driver who is used to driving open wheel cars, never never been in a NASCAR, uh, doesn't know how they handle. And um, 
Robert Duvall is a retired mechanic, team lead, whatever they call them. I don't know, the guy that runs a race team. And so Randy Quaid wants to put together a race team because he owns a local car dealership called City Automotive. So he sponsors one car, and Robert Duvall's like, you can't have a race team with just one car. He was like, but I trust you. You can you can fix it. And I got this driver that I need you to take a look at. And Robert Duvall's like, any driver I got to take a look at is not a driver. <laughs> <laughs> so they had no, you know, Tom Cruise is a, is a pompous ass that thinks he can drive anything. He comes in on his motorcycle, of course, because Tom Cruise enters everything on a motorcycle. <laughs> That's true. Um, he has Scientologist handlers that will, when he goes, pulls, goes to a meeting on his motorcycle, while he's in the meeting, they'll come out and turn his motorcycle <laughs> around. <laughs> So that when he leaves the meeting, he doesn't have to back out on his motorcycle and look like an idiot. Thing in the world. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he uh, comes in and he just wrecks cars left and right. Just doesn't yeah. know how to ride in the crop. Doesn't know how to race with people because he used to open wheel and he's used because he's been driving since he was a kid. Just like Jeff Gordon, he pulled a whole Jeff Gordon on us. He was a rookie, and then Michael Rooker plays uh, uh, Rowdy Burns, and Michael Rooker is the you know seasoned veteran who's going to teach Tom Cruise a lesson on the track. And it's just phenomenal. I, it, it's just, it's action-packed. But he gets hurt, right? Because um, Nicole Kidman's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets, he, thinks he gets in an stripper. accident, he gets in an accident, which like makes him very timid to get back in the car. Yeah. And he loses his edge because he had been winning. And what happens is he, uh, Michael Rooker spins out and Tom Cruise slams into him. He puts Michael Rooker in the hospital and pretty much ends his career, which makes it very hard for Tom Cruise to get back in the car and race again. So he has to, and that, that's when he falls in love with uh, his, uh, Michelle, uh, Nicole Kidman. And uh, I tell you, this is when Nicole Kidman was like super hot instead of like all plastic because her face is wrecked now. I can't handle it now. Those plastic lips. <laughs> it drives me nuts. But this is when she was at her finest. And it's just a really good story about getting over your fears and going for the gold and, and coming out on top if you just, you know, knuckle down and do it. So it was a good, that was a good one. I had a lot to say about that. Yeah, you did. Uh, then there's Far and Away, 1992. Another Irish movie. <laughs> where Tom Cruise is a very poor... A uh, potato farmer in Ireland who's being pushed off his land. Uh, his father goes to fight about it and then comes home and he dies. And then it's just him and his brothers, you know, just fighting to, to live. World, right? And then, yeah, so Tom Cruise uh, is, I, I don't quite, it's been a while. He goes to talk to the landowner that his dad was renting from, who was taking their land from him. And he goes, who's buying the land and pushing them off their land. And he goes with this musket <laughs> and he's like, I'm whatever my name is. And you pushed me off my land. I've got, so he goes to fire this musket <laughs> at the landowner and it explodes in his face. <laughs> and then the landowner shoots him instead <laughs> and wounds him. Jesus. So then there's a, there's a good little story in this one. Uh, so then they bring him in the house and they, he's naked and they're dressing his wound. And he's laying on this table, and they've got a cloth and a pot. They got like a pot covering his junk, and in they film this. And Nicole Kidman's supposed to be the uh, young girl who's uh, like rebelling against her parents. She doesn't want to play the piano when she's told. She doesn't want to do this. 
<clears throat> so she sneaks into the room and she sees him, you know, all Mr. Tom Cruise muscle everywhere. And in the scene, she's supposed to look under the pot to look at his look at his junk. So <laughs> in that scene, he had removed the cloth. <laughs> well, like, they were. I think they were already together at that point. No, they. Nope. <laughs> this was before they got together because Tom Cruise was married to um, that British lady or uh, his first wife. So I think, or divorced from his first wife. But so they filmed that scene and Tom Cruise had taken the cloth off. So he was all, you know, full Monty. And she lifts that thing up. And that reaction that's in the film of her seeing his penis is absolutely her genuine reaction and she almost died laughing because she wasn't expecting it. They couldn't get a reaction out of her that was that they wanted, so he removed it. Mm-hmm. And so she, when she looked, she just saw him sitting there and she's like... And they left it in the film. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, so they run away uh, together to America because people come and uh, like pillage their house and their house gets burned down. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to it because the uh, oh yeah uh, there's a duel they they after they get his leg uh, after he, they take the bullet out and they heal him up uh, he was challenged to a duel by the landskeeper or something or the guy that keeps their funds and stuff and while they're in the middle of this duel you know he's never been in a duel but this other guy's like an English or like a yeah he's English uh, like an English gentleman or an Irish gentleman or something and he knows how to duel and he knows how to fight. There's it's foggy and they take their ten paces and go to shoot and the guy Tom Cruise is like I can't see anything and the guy's like I can and he goes to shoot and then Nicole Kidman comes out of nowhere out of the fog with a horse and a buggy and she's like get in and they take off into the sunset and they basically leave their house and and, and jump on a boat to America and it's all about them claiming land in America because he had big dreams if he could get to america he could they're just giving away land out west and he could go west and and get his own plot of land it's a really good movie i enjoy it in fact i need to watch it again soon because i it's just a good story yeah directed by ron howard yeah right and ron howard's one of my favorite directors he knows how to make a movie he's one of my favorite dads too because he gave us uh yeah bryce dallas bryce dallas howard so damn boy you're doing it right yeah holler at your boy uh and then if you haven't seen it a Few Good Men, 1992. I have, yeah. Jack Nicholson just is a monster in this. He's fantastic. It's basically about, I, th- I think he's a general who's on trial for misconduct uh, in giving a, a red, I can't remember what it was, the red something order, uh, which, so somebody on his in his barracks died because he was beaten. Uh, after months and months and months of writing to his senators and writing to the military trying to get transferred because he felt he was in danger, uh, they ordered a code red, uh, which was, you know, beat him until he gets in line, you know, where they sneak into your barracks at night and tie you down to your bed and beat you with soap and shit like that. Yeah. Um, Full metal jacket stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a long old story about people that do that to you and so this guy ends up dying um and tom cruise is a lawyer who gets pulled into this story uh it's just great it's all about catching jack nicholson in a lie and he finally just turns the tables on him and catches him in the lie you can't handle the truth you can't handle, and that is again something that's quoted 
since 1992. Yeah. That movie's quoted all the time. All the time. Also stars Demi Moore, oh, Kevin yep, Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland. Huge, huge cast. Rob Reiner directed. Yep. He does nothing but big movies. Like All of his movies, not only is there like a good cast, but they're all directed by big directors, too. I'm t- Tom Cruise. Uh, everybody works. wanted a piece of the cruise. Yeah, because uh, he was the up-and-coming. He was the big thing. Um, the Firm, that's got uh, Gene Hackman in it. Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. He plays the director of The Firm. Uh, basically, it's Tom Cruise joins a firm that dictates his entire life, and he's under surveillance the whole time because the firm's shady. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it. I've not yeah, watched it. He gets it. caught cheating on his wife with uh, Gene Triplehorn. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I know there's a hilarious line. Wilford Brimley, I think, works for the like opposing, like the enemy forces. Diabetes. <laughs> and he's like, he he's the one that has like footage of him cheating on his wife. Oh, yeah? And <laughs> the chick he was cheating on his wife with went down on him. They have like photographic proof of that. And he's like... You know, some things you can do in a newly married couple that your wife will forgive, and some things you won't. Oral and such. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Wilford. (laughs) Love Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Diabetes. He was a phenomenal old man. He was old. He was old forever. (laughs) He was old forever. He really was. Um, So then you get to uh, the interview with the vampire. Now, apparently this was a great book. I've never read it. It's a series series of books, yeah. Um, that people apparently like the say the books a lot better than the movie, but I like the movie. I thought the movie was great. Uh, Brad Pitt was phenomenal, and that's that was our first introduction to um, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, and she Antonio Banderas. Oh, Antonio Banderas was phenomenal in this. <laughs> His character was phenomenal, but Kirsten Dunst, uh, being a young actor in this, blew my mind. Yeah, she was fantastic in that movie. She's she was so good at that age. I was like, holy crap! Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's a movie set mostly set during the Black Plague. It's uh, it starts out of, with the Black Plague. Yeah. yeah, Brad Pitt's character is a vampire. He's telling his story to Christian Slater in the present <laughs> day. Yes, and then they they flash back to like Black Plague times where. Uh, he becomes a vampire because of Tom Cruise, who's also a vampire. Everybody's right, he was a, he was a. Lestat. Brad Pitt was a like a he ran a plantation and uh in I think it was in like Louisiana or something like that, wasn't they? Weren't they in And that's where they end up. I don't think that's where they start. Well, he he's a plantation owner and his people on the plantation were like, you know, seeing changes in him after he becomes a vampire and people started going missing. <laughs> He's, and he tries not to. He tries not to yeah. eat people. He tries eating rats and shit. And- well, because uh, Tom Cruise moved into his home on the plantation, yeah, that's when they started noticing. And they're like, we don't like this. So they hold, held this giant like voodoo uh, seance and stuff to try to get rid of him. And then they have just traveling. They traveled everywhere looking for the vampire that created them. Yeah. And uh, it was good. Uh, Kirsten Dunst really will blow your mind in this. Yeah, uh, there's an intense scene where... She realizes like what it means to be a vampire. Like, Which tries, one of you did it? She tries to cut her hair and stuff, and it grows right back. And, and she screams. Yeah, yeah. Uh it was it was good. Uh, I didn't. It wasn't my favorite Tom Cruise movie though, because I didn't like Tom Cruise as Lestat. Yeah, I liked Brad Pitt. Well, there's a worse sequel to this. Is there a sequel to it? Yes. Called, Holy crap! Called Queen of the Damned. 
Is that what that is? It is a sequel to Interview with the Vampire. It, the book is a sequel. <laughs> Queen of the Damned is a sequel book to Interview with the Vampire because it's still Lestat. Lestat's the main vampire in that. And that's so if you want to bitch about Interview with the Vampire being a bad adaptation of a book, Queen of the Damned does it worse. <laughs> oh, well, I know now, and ooh. Um, so apparently uh, that is being made into a miniseries that's coming yeah. real soon. So I'm interested in it. I don't know if I'll like it, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then here comes the first in a long line of Mission Impossible, 1996. He started that in 96. He's been playing... Well, yeah, because he didn't. He did Ethan one, Hunt. and then did another one four years later, and then they didn't do another one for like seven fucking years. But but he's making another one this year. Yeah, these and last like ten years, they've really been busting them out. And now the only th- the only thing that for me is saving him is Simon Pegg. <laughs> yeah, is he still in them? I haven't seen like any of the Mission Impossible. I've movies seen them since, all. Like, I have most of them. Uh, I've seen most of three, and I haven't seen any since. I've then. got I've got every I've got the first five. I think I saw two in the theater. <laughs> I saw this one. I saw the first one in the theater. Well, two is two is real bad. Two's bad. I can't believe they made a three after two. <laughs> two is real bad. Uh, so we jumped to that same year, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Uh, basically, it's about a a guy that is a uh, what do you call them? An it's like agent. A sports, sports He's agent. a sports agent that works for a big company who. Uh, is shady and he wants to go out on his own. The company's shady, so he wants to go out on his own, and he wants to take all these uh, big wig names with him. So it's all a numbers game, trying to get people to sign with him. And uh, he ends up only getting like one player to sign with him, and the other one that he was hunting, they they go behind his back and they they take him from him. Uh, it's really just a a love story, honestly, between him and Renee Zellweger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and about how he built his business back up. Um, not, I, I love that movie. It's a great movie. Not like the most famous movie, but it is a, another one that's quoted uh, quite a lot with the You Complete Me line. Yeah. Show um, me the money. And show me the money. And uh, do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? You, know, you had uh, me at hello. You had me at hello. Uh, so it does. It's quoted a lot. It really is. Uh, <laughs> and then you move up to 1999 with Eyes Wide Shut. Um, this is a sex cult movie, and it's awful, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, real, real different type of film. Kind of came out of nowhere. It did. Uh, you, you literally, uh, the next couple of movies he did were not his top notch movies. It was I the think, last last Stanley Kubrick movie as well. Right yeah, and died. I think just Nicole Kidman wanted to walk around naked. That's it. I mean, that's that's the whole point of this movie is to see her naked, and I'm not impressed. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is where he, he, this is the late 90s, early 2000s, where he started doing all his weird, like, artsy movies. He did Magnolia, he did Vanilla Sky. I watched Vanilla Sky, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. I don't get this at all. I don't understand. Like, yes, technically his acting was phenomenal in it, but I don't understand the point of the movie. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I don't think I've watched Magnolia more than once, and I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, Vanilla Sky, didn't care for. Mission Impossible 2, just as a throwaway. It's um, just a shitty action movie, and it's it, it's John Woo. It's all doves and slow mo pistol jumps and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's a scene where two men drive face first at each other on motorcycles, leap off, collide in midair, and have a gunfight. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's it's over the top action. It's one. Of, it's uh, it's it's um, 
Too Fast, Too Furious action with yeah, <laughs> all this espionage yeah. bullshit. That whole series, uh, we're not even going to address the rest of those, except for right now, I'm going to say not my favorite series. It's not a bad series if you're into cheesy action films, but every single one of them is exactly the same. It's the same story. It's 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 like watching uh, Ocean's Eleven, but with espionage instead of banks. Yeah, they do get better though. No, the action everybody, is better, but everybody loves the newer Mission Impossible movies. I think I think it's it's the same story just rehashed. Well, now it's all become what crazy stunt is Tom Cruise going to do himself? Right, right. Is he going to hang from a mountain? Is he going to hang from <laughs> yeah. a plane like that plane one he did? Yeah, it was cr- is nuts. He gonna fall off a helicopter. Is, yeah. Ugh. Uh, and then you come to 2002, well, because we're just going to skip Vanilla Sky, because that was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and I still don't know what I watched. Uh, Minority Report, phenomenal. Uh, this is a great story about precogs, about basically future cops that see like crime before prevent, they happen. Yeah, prevent crime before it happens. Uh, and so they have to go back in time, and, and they'll arrest people because of just precognitive uh, things that could happen, even though it's not really, it's foretold, but it's not really something that is, it, it, it's something that could be av- avoided. Uh, and the whole movie is a cover-up for a murder that the creator of the precog uh, oh, for, really? yeah, the whole I thing's a cover I haven't up. seen it. It's the like least Steven Spielberg-looking Steven Spielberg movie. I loved it. I'd watch it again and again and again. Uh, basically, he's, being framed for a murder that he didn't commit. Yeah. Um, and the action scenes are great. Uh, the storyline is great. Every part of that movie is just, it's it's nonstop. Yeah. And he basically has to out the guy that's framing him. And the guy that's framing him was like his mentor and his best friend, his dad's best friend or something. I don't know. Uh, it's a good movie. I I enjoyed that movie a lot. Uh, Colin Farrell's in that movie. Colin Farrell is in that movie. I feel I feel like Steven Spielberg must be a Scientologist, and nobody's talking about it <laughs> because he also had that weird early two thousands set of movies where he did, was doing nothing but like sci fi movies. Yeah, and that's very Scientologist. Very Scientology do, like, movies. Yeah, these because he did AI, he did Minority Report, he did War of the Worlds, like. <laughs> And all of his movies that are around that time all look alike, and they're very odd. Maybe he is. Yeah. Maybe he's playing. Maybe maybe he knows how to play to their to their weaknesses. Yeah. And maybe he was playing it up to get that Tom Cruise. Hey, listen. He's like, yeah, he's sure. It. I'll lean into it. Uh, and then he guest appeared in uh, Austin Powers as, <laughs> as Austin, Austin Powers. Yeah, that intro to Austin Powers <laughs> Three is groovy, amazing. baby. <laughs> Danny DeVito is Mini Me. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mini Me. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so that was a that's a throwaway movie. Uh, Tom Cruise likes to do these little bit parts. He enjoys doing the little comedy guest stars on. Yeah, things. yeah, he's a he is a funny guy. I've heard him on pod on a pod. He was on the Nerdist podcast, and he he seems like just a nice, normal guy. But I also feel like he was also trying to seem like a normal guy. So like to try to dampen the damage that he did to his image <laughs> yeah. of being a fucking psycho and yeah, a Scientologist and all this shit. Uh, so 2003 was The Last Samurai. People rave about it. I haven't never It is that. beautifully filmed. Yeah. Uh, it, it is one of the most insanely gorgeous movies I've ever watched. Uh, he plays a, a soldier 
I'm not quite sure how, like Civil War. I don't era. even think it's that. Is it that far ago? I think so. I think it's. I thought it was like. I think it's. Yeah, Civil War. I guess. Yeah. Around the turn of the century is that, that's when they stopped. They started banning samurais in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to Japan. Because uh, they're going to occupy a section of Japan, and he defects pretty much yeah. from the military uh, and joins the samurai. And it's just a it's a good war movie um, about samurai and them versus the modern age that's coming. Uh, the guy that played Uncle Vern uh, from Harry Potter's in it. Uh, the big guy? Yeah, the, oh, yeah, Uncle Vernon. I know Ken Watanabe is in it. Yep, uh, Ken Watanabe's in it. Billy O'Connell's in it. Oh, Billy Connolly, I mean. Billy Connolly, yeah, from yep. Boondock Saints. William Atherton. You know who William Atherton is, right? Let me see. He was... Uh, oh, yeah. The asshole from Ghostbusters. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in it. Dickless. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good movie. Um, Tony uh, Goldwyn, who is... Um, he plays the president in uh, Scandal. He oh, plays yeah. President Scandal. The guy from uh, Ghost that yeah. played the murderer the in Ghost. Yeah. Yep, he's in it. Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. It wasn't. It wasn't the guy that played uh, Uncle Vernon. It was a guy that played. Um, uh, 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 it was Timothy Spall who I was thinking of, and he plays the guy that turns into a rat. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Whatever his name was, the one that went missing for so many years. Yeah, he's in it. It's it's a good story. I enjoy it. It's very well written. Um, it's a beautiful film with horses, and it's it's <laughs> quite action packed. It's quite action packed with the horses because they they spear the horses and they kill the horses. And oh, yeah. it's like full on war with samurai. And yeah. he just he comes out in his samurai outfit. He's got hair like down to his shoulders. He's just very large in this suit. And learns how to fight and learns how to basically stick up for the little guy. And then you have Collateral. Oh, uh, I love Collateral. I've only seen it once. I really And that's the one with Jamie Foxx, right? Where Jamie yeah. Foxx plays his car driver. Yeah. And Jason Statham. <coughs> Jason Statham plays the transporter in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and this is the first time you see Tom Cruise with gray hair. They yeah. gave him gray hair for this role, which is weird. Uh, but he plays like a retired, not really retired, but semi-retired uh, hitman, I'm guessing. Yeah. He, um, I've intense. seen it once. I don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, he's very scary. Basically, uh, he is going to kill this person, and uh, I think he has a couple of people to kill. He's trying to prevent like this thing from being voted into action, I guess. And he's supposed to pick people off, so Jamie Foxx is his driver for the night. Jamie Foxx witnesses some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, it's really good. I want to rewatch it. It's a good movie. It really is. And then classic War of the Worlds is just a movie telling of an old it's a remake. Yeah. It's a it's it's a classic. It's, it's a, a book. It's a it's a deadbeat dad with two kids living in like the middle of were they in New York or Chicago or something? They were in Detroit. I think they're I in D C and they have to get to Boston or something like I that. Don't know. Yeah. They, it, it was it. It's the it's the same old story retold. It's stupid. <laughs> we it's didn't just, know we were we were going to get sick from human germs, and yeah. we get sick from human germs and die. Like it's so dumb. Classic story. And then <laughs> let's throw another Mission Impossible in there. Yeah. Right. Apparently three is really good. Uh, three was good. I mean, they're not awful. They're just not my favorite series of movies. And having seven of them now is just too much. Yeah. Um. And then Lions for Lambs. Never seen it. I. 
I've seen it once. I didn't pay attention to it. It's a politically driven movie. Yeah. I didn't care. I don't. If you know me, you know I don't yeah. get into we politics. We don't do politics. Yeah. I just don't. Um, again, Tropic Thunder is another <laughs> throwaway role, but Jesus, Les Grossman. <laughs> he is fucking hilarious in this. Best movie. part of that movie. Yep. He. I. I think so. It's I think fun that, to see him in a fat suit and swearing his head off because you don't much see him swear his head off, but you also don't much see him in comedies. I don't think we've listed a single comedy so far <laughs> besides his quick role in Austin Powers. Yeah, he wasn't in him. Uh, he's done more comedy since then, but. Yeah, it's he's great in that, and his dancing at the end is fantastic. Valkyrie was a small part too. Very good movie, very good war movie. He didn't have a huge part in it. Isn't he the main guy? I don't think so. Yeah, he's the main guy in that movie. But he do, he was never on screen. I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't think he was on screen very often. He's the main. He's right in the middle. No, I think he was. It says Tom as, Cruise right at the top. Yeah, but I think he was billed as that. I, again, I've seen that movie like once. I thought, I guess I'd have to watch that again. I thought he was only in it a certain amount of times. I do remember Eddie Izzard in it uh, yeah. as as a as a main character. About Nazis turning on Hitler. Yeah, I don't. I I guess I'd have to watch it again. I I can't speak to that one. Yeah, I've much. never seen it. Uh, Night and Day, I've seen once. Um, not a big fan of Cameron Diaz. You're not a big fan of Cameron Diaz. Uh, I think she used to be really hot, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, when she was in, like, The Mask. Yeah. She's a smoke show. But this movie came out, she was at the end of her career. Yeah, this is when she was in her, I'm anorexically skinny. But you got a classic actor, Peter Sarsgaard, in there. I love Peter Sarsgaard. You got Viola Davis. Who doesn't love Viola Davis? True. Oh, you got the Riddler himself, Paul Dano. Ugh. Uh, he's in that. Um, I don't know a whole lot about this movie. Um... I saw this movie absolutely once. I rented it out of Redbox, and there's some good action. It's 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 basically a, a tropical version of uh, Mission Impossible, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it looked fun, but I never saw it, and it didn't get the greatest reviews. So it's a young woman who gets mixed up with a discarded or a disgraced spy who's trying to clear his name. Every plot to, <laughs> to every <laughs> Mission Impossible movie ever. Um, and then Ghost Protocol, another Mission Impossible. Just dump it right out there. Rock of Ages. He plays a long-haired rock star in this one who's just full of himself, and he does a great job. Yeah, I've never seen it. Everyone says it's great, though. It's, I mean, it's not the most memorable movie, but it was great. And then you have Jack Reacher, which I thought was, again, it's classic just like his his mission impossible movies he plays a guy beats up people it's espionage all this other stuff but i thought it was his best better role i thought jack reacher was a better character yeah i remember when we we saw a movie and we saw the trailer for jack reacher and it looked really great i thought it was great you know who plays jack reacher now aquaman 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 from smallville (laughs) yeah that's right and he's doing a great job. Everybody says he brings he's a, a lot of presents. He's a fucking monster of a he's man. He's a huge man. Which was the big thing, because Jack Reacher is a book series. And people were like, why did you cast Tom Cruise? Jack Reacher in the book is enormous. But, I mean, apparently they did the book justice because there are scenes from the movie that are exactly the same in the TV show. So those must be from the book. Yeah. and But he is enormous. I thought, <laughs> He is yeah. frighteningly large. <laughs> I thought Tom Gr- Tom Cruise brought a lot to that character, and I wish he would do another one of those. Apparently, the second one is damn near unwatchable. Everyone says the second one's awful. I, you know what? I haven't seen the second one. I yeah, know it's out there. Apparently, but I've never it seen sucks. It. Everyone yeah. says it's garbage. 
Uh, Oblivion. What do you think of Oblivion? Did I you didn't see, see Oblivion. I really wanted to. Everyone said it was good. It's it's something that you've never seen before out of Tom Cruise. So it's uh, he drives like space age, like he flies around in yeah. these orbs, these things. It's it's really good. I mean, I I couldn't tell you because I didn't watch it enough. I've not like like the eighties ones I watched over and over and over again because I had no choice. Yeah. But these new ones, I've only seen. There was one, another one movie place. that came out around the same time that had kind of a similar premise that kind of got more traction. But I've heard that Oblivion is like slept on. Well, yeah, the same time really Oblivion came out was the same time uh, that one with um, Elysium. Was it that, or Matt was it Damon? The... Yeah, I think that's what Elysium. It was. Matt was... Damon goes to the halo in the sky. And yeah. Gets... Well, what's the one with uh, Will Smith and Jaden Smith? Was oh. Of... That yeah. was out at about the same time that too. Didn't do well either. <laughs> no, that was a horrible movie. Yeah. Um, Edge of Tomorrow is another. Edge of Tomorrow is fucking awesome. future movie. Yeah, it's. It also came out like the same time as that. Uh, I am number four, or not? I am number four. What's that? Uh, what's that robot one that came out? Transformers. No, 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 no. It's about <laughs> robots. It's it's not about Transformers. It's about ah, uh, God. It's about Chappy. Chappy. There you go. Uh, but this one, he's got that mech suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was awesome. This was a great. Yeah, movie. I really uh, love this movie, and it I, got fucked up because of its like advertisement. And then once it came out on DVD, they changed the name of it. Really? It was yeah, because it's a, it's called The Edge of Tomorrow because the book's called Edge of Tomorrow, and then, or no, the book is called uh, what is it? It's based on like a Japanese novella. Right, and this is where he's living the same day over again. Yeah, the book is called "All We Need Is Kill." Really, and but then they when this came out on DVD, they changed it to "Live Die Repeat." Right, but it's called "The Edge of Tomorrow." It, "Live Die Repeat" was what was on the poster to advertise. Basically, what's a quick way to tell you what the premise of this movie is? You yeah. live, you die, repeat. But so many people thought that it was the name of the movie. That when it came out on DVD, they changed the name of the movie to Live, Die, Repeat. Really? Like, Edge of Tomorrow is a much better name. And this had a good cast. This had Emily Blunt. It had Bill Paxton. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Gleason. I fucking love this movie. The monsters, it's kind of, the alien monsters kind of look like the squids from The Matrix. Yep. Yep. And I thought it was really cool. And I think Tom Cruise is really good in it. He's, I mean, he really doesn't do much wrong. Um... After Edge of Tomorrow, you got another Mission Impossible movie. Yep, Rogue Nation. Everyone loved it. And then the 2000, uh, 2016 Jack Reacher Never Go Back. Yeah. I have never seen that movie. Everyone says it's awful. I, like, before it even came out, it was getting horrible reviews. Let's see. <laughs> it has a 6.1 on IMDb. The first one has a 7.0. But, I don't yeah, know. People said it was real, real bad. And then you've got this unwatchable The Mummy. Yeah. Everybody wanted that movie to be fantastic. I went into that movie thinking, yeah, this is going to be great. What an epic failure. It's so weird, too. I didn't see it, but because everyone said it was awful. Yeah. And I, was I like, went to the theater. How did you and get was... Tom Cruise if it was so bad? You I, know what I mean? It, I, like, how mm. did Tom Cruise allow such a bad movie to come out? If he's in it, exactly. You think he would have had some sort of say to be like? Let's well, at this point in his career, out. he's like co-writing and directing all these fucking movies. Yeah, that movie it was, it was a good action filler, but it just didn't do it for me. I and of course, 
Josh here is is a huge Universal movie. Yeah, Universal. I really wanted this was fan. the first step of the new dark universe for and Universal, it, and it was I wanted it to kick off so bad, and it didn't, and it flopped immediately. Like they had movies planned. Oh, I there know. It was a Vanity Fair cover that had Tom Cruise. Uh, who else was it? Angelina Jolie, Javier Bardem, and Johnny Depp, because they were all <coughs> they were all signed on to make movies. Angelina Jolie was going to do Bride of Frankenstein. No shit. Uh, Javier Bardem was going to do, I think, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde oh, or man. something like that. Uh, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man. Like Before that Invisible Man movie with the girl came out, Oh, it, it was, was supposed to be a Johnny Depp movie. Jesus. And it was all going to tie together like the Avengers type of movie oh, where they were going to have this big mashup and then ta- but that first movie in the franchise tanked it all. That's awful. It was awful. It, it's I watched it, I hated it. Yeah. Um I really wanted to I wanted it to be right and it wasn't. But he bounced back uh, with American Made. That looked good. I didn't see it. It was. It looked fun. Absolutely one of those things you watch, like, like you on a true story. Yeah, it's like well, it's like you know you watch net you watch Netflix for docudramas, right? Yeah. So you're getting somebody's life story. Tom Cruise absolutely does that with this. He's a he's a smuggler, yeah, airplane he's like pilot, coke, and then the government finds out, so they and like use him to get intel on the people he's smuggling for. right and he i mean he makes millions and millions and millions of dollars doing this and it's just a game it's yeah. just a game whether you're going to get caught or not whether you're going to get taken out or not i enjoyed the story his name was barry seal in this uh he was a pilot who became a drug runner for the cia in the 80s 80s movies or 80s stories like this this is only shit that could happen in the 80s because <laughs> now you'd be shot on sight then we have uh Another Mission Impossible Fallout, which was okay. It was all right. Got the Cavill in it. Yeah, well. Henry he, Cavill. He has to fight the Superman. Yeah. And uh, Henry Cavill pretty much, I think the first fight they had, Henry Cavill wiped the floor with his ass. Uh, again, it's one. I've only seen it once. Um, I need to watch it again because I got to rare it for the next one. Yeah. Which is coming out. But that brings us to the top of our list. Because that was his last movie before COVID. Yeah, because Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out in two 2019. Years ago. <laughs> it was supposed to come out in 2019. It got pushed because of COVID, and pushed and pushed and pushed, and now we're finally getting it. And boy, oh boy, is my dick hard about this movie. I cannot wait <laughs> to go to the theater and watch this film. I got nothing but good things to say about it. Uh, what I've seen in the commercials just looks phenomenal. Yeah, it looks great. And, and everyone is saying that it's great. They're saying Tom Cruise really pushed his actors. and I mean, because he had a lot to do with the filming and a lot to do with the directing and everything else of this movie. And they said he, he put them through their paces and he made them film this movie like accurate. Yeah. So this movie's gearing up to be the next epic of his lifetime, I think. I think this is going to be... Uh, I can't top this after that. Yeah, and it'd be good if it is because a lot of we've gotten a lot of like thirty years later sequels, and yeah. none of them really have been good. So it'd be great if this was good. I, I'm psyched for it, and I've all I've seen. It, but we've had we've had three years of hype. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we've definitely had three years of hype because when they first announced it is when I bought that jacket, and I was like, yeah, Top Gun, and then ah, COVID. Well, it's Fuck also COVID. been pushed back like twelve times. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because he want they want 
as many people as possible to be able to see it. Yeah. And we're fi- I think we're finally past the point of them pushing back movies. So. And can you imagine all of the protocols because of COVID and everything that they the had to protocols? do? Huh? The, the ghost, ghost protocols? Ghost protocols, yeah. <laughs> ghost protocol. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think uh, it's, it's going to blow our minds. And I am full on ready for it. And that's coming up real soon. Hell yeah, we're gonna go see it in 4D, 4D yeah. 4DX. Where the we're gonna we're gonna move. do our best to go see it in 4D. Oh, we'll do it. We're gonna do it. <laughs> we have like three weeks to plan. So. We do this episode. We're recording this a little early. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, we're recording this because we just love everything that's that's about to happen. Yeah. I'm gonna get caught up on the Mission Impossible movies. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise that I will try to watch. What was that one? <laughs> uh, Oblivion. <laughs> Valkyrie again. Valkyrie. Yeah. I don't own it. I I might own Valkyrie. You might own it. I might. I stopped buying his movies. When I'll tell you when. I, being good. <laughs> no, I stopped buying his movies when uh, Lions Sky. of the Lambs came out. I stopped buying them yeah. then. It was a weird movie for him to do out of nowhere. It was weird, but he was going through his political phase and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, why don't you tell us what your favorite Tom Cruise movie is? Reach out to us on Twitter. At FMBN Podcast or on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, at FMBN, the number four in the letter U. We'd really like to hear what you think. Uh, are you excited for Top Gun Maverick? Let us know. If you'd like to get some of our merch and support the show, all the money goes right back into the show. You can do so by checking out all our cool designs. We got lots of designs on our Threadless store, which is FMBN.threadless.com. And we will be back next week with our review of Top Gun Maverick. But until then, I'm Josh. I am Ben. And this is the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. Mm-hmm.